peace to you in Jesus' name. In this fifth Sunday of Easter, we celebrate Jesus' new creation. The momentum of Jesus' resurrection victory continues to unfold even now. The Son of the living God has triumphed over all things. A new creation is before us in the resurrection of the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ our Lord. And so we worship in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. We make our confession to our most merciful God. We confess to you that we need you. Father, make us anew in the victory of Jesus' resurrection. Almighty God has given us new life in the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. In Christ, the old has passed away, and we can celebrate that the new has come. As a servant of Christ and by his authority, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, let us celebrate that in Christ the new has come. Amen. Psalm 98, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and his faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy before the Lord, the King. And let us pray. O oh God, through the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ, you have made all things new. Bless us today with your new gracious blessings in Christ, that we may rejoice and give you praise through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. In this season of Easter, we turn to God's sacred word from the book of Revelation, chapter 21, beginning at verse 1. John writes, Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth, 
for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. And there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, God's dwelling place is now among the people, and he will dwell with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. He who was seated on the throne said, I am making everything new. Then he said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. He said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty, I will give water without cost from the spring of the water of life. Those who are victorious will inherit all this, and I will be their God and they will be my children. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our gospel is according to St. John, the 16th chapter, beginning at verse 12. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. But when he, the spirit of truth, comes, he will guide you into all the truth. He will not speak on his own. He will speak only what he hears, and he will tell you what is yet to come. He will glorify me because it is from me that he will receive what he will make known to you. All that belongs to the Father is mine. That's why I said the Spirit will receive from me what he will make known to you. And Jesus went on to say, In a little while you will see me no more. And then, after a little while, you will see me. At this, some of his disciples said to one another, What does he mean by saying, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? And because I am going to the Father, they kept asking, What does he mean by a little while? We don't understand what he is saying. Jesus saw that they wanted to ask him about this, so he said to them, Are you asking one another what I meant when I said, In a little while you will see me no more, and then after a little while you will see me? Very truly I tell you, you will weep and mourn while the world rejoices. You will grieve, but your grief will turn to joy. A woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. But when her baby is born, she forgets the anguish 
because of her joy that a child is born into the world. So with you. Now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take your joy away. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Young John the disciple was really listening to Jesus. He was listening not just with his ears, but also in some deeper way from his soul. And now... After all the exciting events of Jesus' time were now a vivid memory, all of Jesus' words meant so much more to John. Jesus had said things and done things that now were forever fixed in John's mind with their infinite and bright newness. Jesus had filled the mind's eye with miracles and wonders. To see him give sight to the blind and healing to the sick was forever blazed in John's mind. To see him raise the dead and then to see Jesus himself return from the tomb in the glory of new resurrected light. Well, these memories were forever new and alive in John's mind. And now, now that Jesus had returned to heaven, now the things Jesus had said had a kind of life inside John's mind. He could always hear them as if they were a kind of music playing in the distance. When Jesus was with them, they always had questions for him. They would ask and ask, Jesus, what do you mean when you say, in a little while you will see me no more, and then after a while you'll see me because I'm going to the Father? Well, Jesus, it seemed, had always been spooning things out slowly, being careful to not overwhelm his devoted followers. 
Jesus had been suggesting that something new would be coming. It would be so new and different, Jesus said, it is going to bring you new feelings and emotions. He said, you will have joy instead of grief. And now, now that John had seen Jesus risen and triumphant, and then watched him sail off into the heavens. Well, now John could begin to grasp that Jesus had been telling them about something so new, it would almost be like God himself had touched the hands on the clock and slowed time itself down into a more restful pace of peace. It would be like God himself told the sun to shine just a little brighter and make all things clearer in its light. Now John could begin to understand it. Jesus had been talking about a new heaven and a new earth. As John thought more and got wiser and smarter, it became all the more clear that Jesus had been trying to share with them things that were ultimate and eternal. How could he ever describe the new creation that is forever in the present for God? Jesus was the same living God who had spoken through Isaiah. For my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts than your thoughts. And now Jesus had brought all this closer God had promised that he wanted to give us everything new that would bring us joy and peace, even if it took time and effort. He promised, as the rain and snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth, making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. You will go out in joy and be led forth in peace. Young John, the disciple, had felt that when Jesus had spoken with them. He had felt that Jesus had been nourishing them with his words. Oh, those words had not always been plain and simple, not by any means. Sometimes Jesus would tell them stories 
And it would take a lot of thought and imagination to understand his point. And sometimes Jesus would insist on the possibility of things that seemed impossible. Blessed are the meek, Jesus had said, for they will inherit the earth. <laughs> well, sometimes Jesus would give them advice that would challenge them to think in whole new ways. He told them, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will worry about itself. Ask, and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be open to you. Whatever Jesus had told them, they always wanted to know more. They always wanted to ask him, Jesus, what do you mean by that? And it wasn't just Jesus' words that could inspire that question. The young disciple John, well, he had been as surprised as the rest of them. On the night they had last celebrated the Passover feast with Jesus. Jesus wanted to wash their feet. This surprised them all. This act of welcoming hospitality and service and kindness, it was beyond surprising. It was the creation of something new. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. Jesus was showing them how sacrificial love can create for itself new ways to travel, like water creating new streams and rivers. The smallest gesture of love and compassion can create new things in our relationships. While on his knees before them, with his hands in a bowl of water, Jesus was inspiring his disciples to see the living power of God's creative love open doors to a whole new world. With a simple gesture of welcoming kindness, Jesus was speaking simply and plainly, washing their feet in silence. Jesus was saying, See how I make all things new. And, well, John, the young disciple, was taking all this in. Later, he would simply begin to write down the words and deeds of Jesus. 
and let them be heard as serenely as Jesus had first intended them. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. I'm going there to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me, that you also may be where I am. None of the disciples could fully appreciate what Jesus was saying when he wanted them to trust in God. Well, maybe most powerfully, they would understand what trust in God looked like on the night they were with him in the Garden of Olives. And the Roman soldiers suddenly appeared in their armor with their swords and their flaming torches piercing the calm night. And Jesus simply and easily offered himself up with no defense. Jesus was trusting in the way his father had set out for him. In this moment, Jesus looked like the one Isaiah the prophet had described. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter, and as a sheep before her shearers is silent, so he did not open his mouth. This, Jesus was saying, in silence, this is what it looks like to trust in God. Well, this was a bold statement. Here, Jesus is fulfilling the forecast of John the Baptist made three years before. When Jesus had appeared at the Jordan River, John the wild man Baptist said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Well, here and in so many ways, Jesus was saying, See, see how I am making all things new. Young John had to think about all this, and the Spirit would help him. He would slowly put the pieces together. But the centerpiece, well, Jesus himself would show them what the word new really means. What did the word new mean after they watched him die on the cross? What did the word new mean after they helped to bury him in the tomb? Jesus had told them, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take you away from your joy. 
what was new now? Well, suddenly they found it. They found early that morning that the tomb was empty and their grief turned to joy because now Jesus was standing among them saying, Peace be with you. And all they could do was just look. Everything about him was new. New and glorious. He was vividly alive. Their joy that he had promised was new in Jesus himself. Here in all of his new glory and majesty. Well, they would all start using that word, new. Peter had been next to John at the empty tomb, and Peter would start telling everybody, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. And then there was Paul. Paul, who would pick up the word after he met Jesus resurrected in his own time and place, he used the word new a lot. Paul wrote, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old is gone and the new has come. But of all of them who had seen Jesus resurrected, maybe it was John who would have the best view of how great was the newness Jesus had created. John tells us from his little island of exile in Patmos, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God. He who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making everything new. <laughs> well, indeed, so this is our joy. In our faith, we see with John the new creation. Behold, a new heaven and a new earth. There in the hands of Jesus. Psalm 98 tells us, Sing to the Lord a new song. For he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Let me pray for you that you would be so blessed. Good and loving Father, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you. Jesus' resurrection has made all things new. Bless us 
with the joy of faith as we celebrate all your goodness that is ever and eternally new. In Jesus' name, may we be so blessed. Amen. I invite you to share with me the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. We worship God with our offering. I invite you to mail your offering to our church. Thank you. Bless you. Together we pray with joyful hearts. Lord, we bring you our prayers this day. We remember your acts of kindness to your people through all ages. We bless you for your saving power shown to all people through the resurrection of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. May we be blessed as we bring before you the cares and concerns on our hearts. Lord, bless us with the new life found in the resurrection of Jesus. For your mercy's sake, Lord, hear our prayer. In this season of new life, we pray for our world and for all people who share it. Enable us to bring the newness of Christ's resurrection into the relationships we have with friends and family, co-workers, classmates, and neighbors. For your love's sake, hear our prayer. As we gather for worship, we pray for Bethlehem. We pray for your whole church on earth. Bless her with the gifts of the Spirit. For your mercy's sake, Lord, hear our prayer. Lord, we plead for mercy for those who especially need your blessing now. And Lord, we ask your blessing for those we name before you in our heart.
for your love's sake, Lord, hear our prayer. Eternal Lord, we thank you for the faithful witness of those who now gather around your throne of grace. May we be inspired by their examples and following in their footsteps, walk with you in trust and faithfulness. For the sake of Jesus, your Son, our Savior, Lord, hear our prayer. Amen. And Father, we thank you that Jesus has taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us, not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His steadfast love endures forever. Bless we the Lord. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen. Alleluia. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Thank you for listening to this audio service of Bethlehem Lutheran Church, Glen Lake, Minnesota. This podcast features Reverend James Disney with music by Sue Bloom, produced and edited by Amy Munson. If you enjoy listening, we encourage you to visit our website at www.blcmtka.org to learn more about our church and to support this podcast. Blessings upon your week.